0: As a public service, the Daily Wire would like to offer the following instructions on how to behave during the Wu-Flu pandemic. First, panic. Sell everything you own. Kill your neighbors and use their bodies for food. If you have any cash on hand, send it to this address in the hopes that somehow I may be able to help you. Then huddle in a corner of the room, sobbing while you wait for the end. Second, Never refer to this as the Wuhan virus that's racist and could cause Chinese restaurants to go out of business, making it harder for me to get that walnut chicken I like so very much. Try other names for the virus, like the Yellow Peril, Flu Manchu, Kung Flu, or the Shaikam bio-threat. Test these on your Chinese friends to see if they're offended. If they are, why the hell did they start this thing in the first place? Third, and this is very important, Never touch your face with your hands. Instead, press both palms flatly against the sides of your head, then lift your eyes to heaven and scream, we're all going to die at the top of your lungs. This will relieve stress, though possibly not for everyone around you. Fourth, practice social distancing. To achieve this, call your best friends on FaceTime and tell them what you really think of them. Really lay it on. Don't hold anything back. The goal here is to make sure they never want to come anywhere near you again. If you come down with the virus anyway, you can always go to their houses <laughs> and offer to shake hands and make up. Fifth, never shake hands with anyone. Just flip them off. <laughs> it's, it's much safer. <laughs> Finally, Tom Hanks has announced that he has the virus, so clearly you're not safe no matter how nice a guy you are. So avoid touching volleyballs. Hanks has had his hands. <laughs> All over them. <laughs> I knew I wouldn't make it through this. <laughs> also, avoid watching the Da Vinci Code. It sucks. <laughs> Trigger warning. I'm Andrew Clavin, and this is The Andrew Clavin Show. I go hunky dunky. Life is tickety boo. Birds are ringing, also singing hunky, Chip shape, shaped ipsy topsy, the world is a It's a wonderful day. Hoorah, hooray! It makes me want to sing. Oh, hurra, hooray, hooray!
1: Oh, hooray, hooray,
0: I said before I started that, that if I got through it without laughing, I deserved the Nobel Prize. So I lost the Nobel Prize. Let's talk about personality. Personality is an amazing thing. It stays with you through your whole life and probably afterward as well. People can change. They can get better or worse, but they can't become other. They remain who they are. It's as if God creates a perfect version of you and you can either move closer to it or farther away, but you can't move sideways into the shape of someone else. I mention this because it's something to remember in a crisis. And as I keep saying, the Wu-Flu crisis is the first crisis of the Trump administration. It was not a complete invention of the Democrats and their media. In a crisis, people will perform well and badly. They'll make mistakes, and hopefully they'll get some things right as well. But they'll continue to be who they are. Donald Trump will continue to be who he is. He'll say some things he shouldn't. He already has. But while he's talking trash, he'll get the right people in place and let them do their thing. That's what he does. And because talking is part of leadership and talking trash is actually not the right kind of leadership for this particular moment, and because Trump does learn on the job and shift tactics as he goes, he'll try to set a better tone. He's already doing that. He's already changed his tone. He's never going to get this perfect, but he'll get better because that's who he is. Nancy Pelosi will try to use the crisis to push her big government political agenda and to make Trump look bad. She's already stuffed an emergency spending bill with useless grants to bureaucracies that could go directly to suffering people and with sneaky little expansions of the welfare state that will last after the crisis is over. That's who she is, a totally political animal. She's an animal, but she's not a monster. I don't think she'll wangle deals past the point where it really endangers large numbers of people. She'll deal with McConnell, and he'll deal with her, and they'll compromise and get funding for the needed measures padded with the usual Democrat waste and graft. Our press is amazingly awful. Jim Acosta over at CNN, I can't even make a joke about the guy. He's not evil. He's just a clown with the moral intelligence of a piece of furniture. Same is true of Don Lemon. The people at the New York Times and the people on the network, some of them are better quality people than that, but they've lost their way. Sequestered among their own and poisoned with toxic leftist philosophy, they've forgotten what their moral assignment is. I don't expect them to change because there's no one around them to give them the slap and the kisser they need to get them started, but you never know. They have the capacity to become better versions of themselves, and some of them just might. Because that is one more thing about a crisis it's a moment when God gives us a chance to move away from our version of ourselves toward His version of us. That's what I think he means when he says, take up your cross and follow me. I don't think that means seek out suffering. I think it means when suffering comes, use it to head in his direction. We are about to find out which of our leaders can do that and which of them can't, both on the right and the left. And if you want to know how the next election is going to turn out, I think it's going to hinge on what we see next. All right, we will talk about all that, but first we must talk about uh, HR. HR has become a tremendously difficult thing to take care of. With all the uh, laws and different laws in different states, it can just drive you insane if you are running especially a small business. especially. In cases of wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager's salaries aren't cheap. That's an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, which is spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99. Dollars a month, which is pretty amazing. Ninety-nine dollars a month for your own HR dedicated HR manager. Your HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat from onboarding to terminations. They customize your policy to fit your business. Go to Bambi.com/claven right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com/claven, spelled B-A-M. To the B-E-E.com/slash. Claven. you have to know if you want to run H.R., you have to know how do you spell Claven. No All right. There are no. It's, it's just true. It is the living truth about the H.R. Um, so things got real yesterday. Trump made a speech from the Oval Office, which is a big deal because he hasn't doesn't do that much. Very formal setting and made some announcements here was here's Trump striking a new tone. The virus will not have a chance against us.
1: No nation is more prepared or more resilient than the United States. We have the best economy, the most advanced healthcare, and the most talented doctors, scientists, and researchers anywhere in the world. We are all in this together. We must put politics aside, stop the partisanship, and unify together as one nation and one family. As history has proven time and time again, Americans always rise to the challenge and overcome adversity. Our future remains brighter than anyone can imagine. Acting with compassion and love, we will heal the sick, care for those in need, help our fellow citizens, and emerge from this challenge stronger and more unified than ever before. God bless you, and God bless America.
0: So... That's basically how you do that, how you do presidenting. Of course, they are going to hit him for all the things that go wrong. They're going to hit him for things he said before, because, uh, you know, as we know, he goes off at the mouth and he said things is going to be a miracle. Everything will be great. Everything's going to be fine. And they're going to hit him for that. And the thing, but the thing to watch, I mean, the important thing at this moment, the thing to watch is who changes course and who doesn't, who has enough control to make to make the adjustments that you need to make when things get serious like this. I mean, Pelosi and the Democrats, we will see. We'll see whether they're obviously going to be political. Nobody expects them to stop politicking, but we'll see if they can get the job done, if they can stay in Congress and do what they're supposed to do and not make negotiations bogged down as they try to pad every single spending bill with all kinds of crazy stuff that they always do. They always do this and they always try to expand the welfare state forever using not letting a crisis go to waste. CNN and the press and the rest of the press, it's their job now to focus on what is happening, right? The protective procedures are so dramatic that it makes the disease seem dramatic too, and the disease is dramatic. We're going to see. This is the test. This is the moment of of crisis. This is the test of who can be better than they were before, and we are going to see, and that's going to change everything. All right, we will talk more about this, but we have to talk about car shield. You know, when I was a kid, you learned how to fix a car. I mean, a guy knew how to fix a car, knew how to change a tire, do, knew all do all the things under the hood that you needed to do. But now, cars are like computers on wheels. From electronically controlled transmissions to touch screen displays to dozens of sensors, all this tech is in there, and it's just expensive to fix it. You can't do it yourself, and when it fixes, it breaks. It's expensive. Car shield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. You get to choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield takes care of the rest. CarShield coverage gets you back on track in no time. They offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. Whether you have 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles on your vehicle, it's inevitable something will break. So with rates as low as $99 a month, you have nothing to lose. Get covered by Carshield today. Call 800 Car 6000 and mention code CLAVEN or visit carshield.com and use code CLAVEN to save 10%. That's carfe- carshield.com code CLAVEN. A deductible may apply, especially if you don't know how to spell CLAVEN. There are no easy All bets are off if you don't know <laughs> how to spell K L A V A N. So this is definitely a new phase. I mean, things are, are shutting down all over uh, this. The the docs are telling us that this is a si- very, very serious business. There's still a lot of stuff we don't know. You know, there's still a lot of stuff that is going to become clear. We don't really know what the death rate is. Uh, yesterday, Tony uh, Fauci said that it could be uh, up to 10 times uh, as much as the flu. That would be, I guess, 1%. I'm not I, my math isn't that good, but I but he said 10 times Uh as much as the flu, especially for older people, it seems to spread very quickly, very fast, uh, and through the, it seems to live in the air, which is always a bad thing. So you know, it's it's real stuff. We don't we don't know how bad it's going to get. We don't know how serious it's going to get. We don't know uh, when it'll stop. But Trump is now taking serious measures. He has announced a ban on travel coming in from Europe. This is cut eight
1: to keep new cases from entering our shores. We will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. The new rules will go into effect Friday at midnight. These restrictions will be adjusted subject to conditions on the ground. There will be exemptions for Americans who have undergone appropriate screenings, and these prohibitions will not only apply to the tremendous amount of trade and cargo, but various other things as we get approval. Anything coming from Europe to the United States is what we are discussing.
0: So so there were some s- mistakes in that. Uh, it sounded like it sounded to me like the mistake was in the script that it said it went from exemptions to prohibitions when he meant some of these exemptions because trade will not be affected. They're still letting trade come through. And he didn't mention the fact that if you're an American in Europe, you can still find a way to get back. You'll have to get tested and there'll be certain airports you can go through. So he didn't mention all that. Our friends in the press went insane. Don Lemon was interviewing John Kasich, and Kasich is obviously no Trump maniac. He doesn't love Trump. Uh, he really came down on him hard. And Kasich said, "You know, he's doing fine. He's doing a good job. But they they really are taking this seriously, and it's good. And because there were some errors in the speech, Lemon went insane.
2: The and governors uh, can't. John, the governors can't make choices. They can't if there are no test kits." If the test kits that the the federal government has promised aren't out there, then those governors can't make choices. And you said that, listen, the president, you said the president should stick to the script. I don't know if he stuck to the script or not, but whatever script he read was wrong because they've had to clarify it several times. And I just got to say, if the president came out to calm people's fears... He didn't do a good job of it because they've had to come back and clarify it several times. And this has been going on long enough for them to get it straight. We need straight, accurate information from this president and this administration. And we're not getting it. And I don't understand why you are tiptoeing around it. He came out, gave an address that that usually Um, happens very rarely, and he doesn't get it right?
1: I'm going to tell you. First of all, he read it. And somebody that wrote this. Look, I don't want to get into that. He well, it was oh, on
0: I know. today. That's why and,
1: you're
0: and here tonight. to talk he about was, if, the president's can I, can address. I fin- <laughs> they, they didn't they didn't leave in the part that I wanted where he said, where Kasich said, can I keep talking? He said, no, no, you have to, you're here to talk about it. just un, unbelievable stuff. He wouldn't let him talk. Uh, and it, it was just it, what he was furious about were, were these errors. Brian Stelter, same thing uh, with Brian Stelter cut uh, nine.
3: The embarrassment about him getting it wrong about Europe tonight is on him and not on his aides. He misspoke about Europe. He misspoke about the, the the intensity of this ban, and that's on him. The errors he has made for several weeks now are on him. This country is behind for several weeks. It's on him. It, I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. Am I wrong, Doctor? That no. it's on him. It's on the president. And in fact, we might jump it's on, on his, his leadership. I hear Stephen
2: Miller in this foreign virus setting up travel bans for the outside
0: invasion of the disease <laughs> cnn gonna cnn that is the thing so the those, this was another thing that trump mentioned that uh, it was a foreign virus and he called it a Chinese flu. And of course, this is the new thing. The press has used that term a number of times. It's always the way they describe diseases, Ebola, uh, the German measles. They describe diseases as where they come from, the Spanish flu. They've had the Spanish flu. So this they call the Chinese flu or the Wuhan flu. I'm calling it the Wu flu because it's just shorter. But this this is this whole thing. Here is Jim Acosta. This is cut three, the uh, number three Acosta cut. focusing on that as well. I think we should point out at one point during this address, uh, the president referred to the coronavirus as a, quote, foreign virus. Uh, that that I think was interesting because as I was talking to sources earlier this evening, one of the points that the president wanted to make tonight, wanted to get across to Americans, is that this virus did not start here, uh, but that they're dealing with it. Now, why the president would uh, go as far as to describe it as a foreign virus, that is something we'll also be asking mm-hmm. questions about, but it it should be pointed out that Stephen Miller, uh, who is a, an immigration hardliner, who advises the president, is uh, one of his top domestic policy advisors and speechwriters, right. uh, had, was a driving Force in writing this speech, and I think it's going to smack. uh, It's going to come across to a lot of Americans as spacking of uh, xenophobia uh, to use that kind of term in this speech, Chris. CNN sucks. (laughs) To to zero Americans, I think is what he's trying to say. Jim, look at me. I'm Jim Acosta. Really, they should. If they don't want to fire him, they should use him as a lamp stand, you know, or like a corn, an end table, something like that. I mean, because the guy. I mean, what? What is what is he talking about? See, this is what I mean. Trump is adjusting. Trump's tone has changed. Trump is actually taking this very, very seriously. The medicos went into the Oval Office and they said, hey, this is now centering in Europe. He made a, a snap decision, made a very dramatic move here. And the Europeans are very upset about it. The Europeans are complaining about it. Jim, look at me, I'm Jim Acosta, is complaining because he called it a foreign virus, which it is, a Chinese virus, which it is, because he told the truth, which, you know, uh, fair enough. They don't do that on CNN. But still. And Trump is taking other measures as well to help people who are going to be hurt uh, financially is cut number nine.
1: I'm instructing the Small Business Administration to exercise available authority to provide capital and liquidity to firms affected by the coronavirus virus. Effective immediately, the SBA will begin providing economic loans in affected states and territories. These low interest loans will help small businesses overcome temporary economic disruptions caused by the virus. To this end, I am asking Congress to increase funding for this program by an additional
0: $50 billion. And he's asking the the Congress to get all kinds of help to people, especially uh, low income workers you know, who, if they get sick, they lose everything. They lose their their hourly wage. And so it's got to, they've, they've got to be covered and taken care of too. You know, the, the thing about this is, is that I'm not, I'm not trying to run interference for Trump. I, I understand that he made mistakes. I think they got off the block a little slowly on this because the Chinese were telling them lies. They didn't really realize how, how serious it is. But the thing, the reason they're going after Trump so uh, badly is because Trump has been right about so much that is coming to fruition in this virus. He has been right about borders. He has been right about uncontrolled immigration. He has been right about globalization. All of these things he was right about. And so the fact that he has said things, uh, you know, absolutely. As he said things he shouldn't have said, yes. But his overall program, his America First program, has been right and is basically going to help us this time, probably, and certainly the next time something like this comes along, if he's allowed to go forward with it. You know, Allison Camerota was uh, was pressing uh, the vice president, Mike Pence, or as we call him, Mensch, on on the mistakes in the speech as well. And listen to what Pence said.
4: President Trump's speech last night after he talked about the travel ban from Europe or travel mm-hmm. restrictions, I guess I should say, from Europe and the, the handling of cargo shipments two clarifications. Basically, had to be issued within the space of an hour. One from DHS saying the the travel restrictions do not apply to all travel, and then the president himself tweeted he didn't mean cargo. So, so why the confusion? Uh, I don't think there was confusion. The, the
0: president took uh, another historic step, just like he did in January with China to suspend uh, all travel uh, from Europe. Allison. Uh, for the next 30 days because we've recognized our health experts tracking global data that the epicenter of the coronavirus has shifted from China and South Korea to Europe. So, you know, they say character counts, and that's not what I'm talking about. I I think that's true, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about personality. Mike Pence, I always call him Mensch because he just comes through. He knows how to flatter his boss. He knows how to get the job done. He stays calm in the crisis. He's doing great. All of these people are going to reveal themselves. All these, these people are going to reveal who they are because they can't change who they are. They can only do better or worse as who they are. And some of them, Jim Acosta, I would say, are going to cover themselves in shame. We're going to see what Donald Trump does come, going forward. All right. Let us pause for just a moment to talk about Legacy Box. I just got our Legacy Box back. And this is a system for taking the things that you cherish, the pictures and the videos that you cherish, and making sure you can keep them. Legacy Box is a way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. The process from start to finish is very easy. Just pack it up and send it over and they will do the rest. Their team digitizes everything by hand and then you receive perfectly preserved digital copies on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud, ready to watch, share, and and enjoy. Plus, they keep you up to date with regular email updates throughout the digitizing process. You're not just protecting memories from a fire. Over the decades, a lot can happen. You can lose photographs. VHS tape- tapes can grow old and stop working. DVDs get scratched. A window can be left open during a storm and ruin all your uh, memorabilia. That won't happen with Legacy Box. It's the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos and has helped over 750,000 families digitally preserve their past. Get started preserving your past today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clavin to get an incredible 40% off your first order. Buy today to take advantage of this exclusive offer. Send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash and save 40% while supplies last. This is the only possible way you'll be able to remember how you spell Claven. <laughs> there, there, no no, there are no E's in Claven. I just make it look this incredibly easy. All right. So there is some good news too, which is actually worth talking about and since everybody is so panicked. China's Health Commission says the coronavirus epidemic has peaked within the country. Now, obviously, the Chinese, it's hard to trust the Chinese because they lie. But they They don't lie because it's not racist. They don't lie because they're Chinese. They lie because they're communists. National Health Commission spokesperson, Mi Feng, made the comment at a news conference on Thursday. The health authorities over there say 15 new cases of the new coronavirus were confirmed on Wednesday, and they said infections recorded a daily tally of under 50 for five straight days in the country. They say eight of these new cases were confirmed in Wuhan City, Hubei Province, and seven outside Hubei Province, including six who entered China from abroad. Me said that on the whole, The increase of new cases is at a low level. It's the first time China has given the view that the status of the country's epidemic uh, represents a turning point. One other country said this, too. And so this would be important news. Obviously, the thing with these epidemics is you want to know they're going to end. Obviously, you know, flu comes and the flu season goes. You know, the thing about this, they keep saying, well, it's no worse uh, than the flu. But we don't have the resistance to this that we have to the flu. And it just seems like the death rate is higher. I mean, that's that's it's what we don't know because some people might not be symptomatic. So it's hard to count how many numbers of people there are. But still, that is what the doctors are saying. And the other piece of, of at least encouraging news is from Tony Fauci, who says uh, that there's a vaccine in the process, which would be a shocker that is actually going into the testing phase. This is cut 14.
3: With regard to vaccines, as I've mentioned publicly many times, We were able to very quickly go from an understanding of what this virus was to what the genetic sequence was to actually developing a vaccine. But there's a lot of confusion about developing a vaccine. In the next, I would say, four weeks or so, we will go into what is called a phase one clinical trial. Getting it into phase one in a matter of months is the quickest that anyone has ever done
0: literally in the history of vaccinology. So that's that's pretty amazing. I mean, these guys are out hard at work. And obviously these are the guys, as I said before, this is the moment when experts shine, you know, my, my problem with scientists is always the same thing. It's when scientists start talking about stuff they don't know. And that it is, it is funny that they will point to successes of science and science has had so many wonderful successes. And as you know, if you listen to the show, I love science. I love reading about science. I love hearing about it. I love the way they think because they think differently from artists and I love watching them and they can point to all the successes in the world. And then they start talking about theology and you think like, you don't know anything about theology or the future. They don't know anything about the future. They know just as little about the future as you do, unless you're talking about the future of a physical object uh, in space. They don't know what the future is either. And that's why I, I sometimes pick on experts because what happens with experts is their successes lead them to believe that they can do more than they can. It's the same thing with movie actors, right? If you are a genetic jackpot who looks great and you're on Camera and you're doing good movies and people are just applauding for you and shaking your hand and loving on you all the time. You start to think, well, I know something about politics, but no, you don't. <laughs> so that's that's why in these emergencies we turn to these guys with with faith. It's it's great. It's great. Uh, Stephen Red is a U.S. physician and a rear admiral with the U.S. Public Health Service, and uh, he. He points out that the China travel ban helped just talking about the sort of uh, positive sides of this. He says that's really good. And he says the effort is that it's being made. This is cut uh, 11. The effort that is being made is huge, huger than in uh, former crises. It's a much larger response than we had for H1N1. I think there are more sectors of government involved. Uh, we didn't do a lot of the things that we're doing now because they weren't appropriate. The border issues. We had cases here the 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 pandemic was first recognized in the united states so that right. that's a totally different situation and this is what trump was trying to say last night as trump cut seven
1: today the world health organization officially announced that this is a global pandemic we have been in frequent contact with our allies and we are marshalling the full power of the federal government and the private sector to protect the american people This is the most aggressive and comprehensive effort to confront a foreign virus in modern history.
0: So, you know, again, again, that's the that's the kind of thing he should be saying. That's the sort of presidential stuff he should be saying. And again, I'm not trying to suck up to Trump. You've heard me say good and bad things about the guy. I do think he's doing a a terrific job as president. I do think he will do the best possible job on this uh, in this crisis, because I think he knows you know, a lot of the things he said when he was running for office, I knew all oh, the best people, you know, <laughs> he was saying that stuff. A lot of that stuff is actually panned out in a lot of ways. He's gone through a lot of guys, but he has ended up with a very good staff. I love Mike Pompeo. I love Bill Barr uh, over in Justice. I think he's he does get good people. He is using the people that he has and listening to the people that he has. So, again, you know, he's behaving in character. He's behaving as his personality demands. Which includes some bad stuff, including, you know, thinking that everything is political, thinking everything is personal, that he has to be praised all the time. Those are all traits that Trump has. But the other traits that he has are listening to experts, knowing that he can make, knowing how to make decisions, knowing how to make snap decisions and big decisions and important decisions. He's very good with that. Uh, And and all those things are just are just coming to the fore. I mean, that's what happens in these crises is these they all come to the fore. And it's going to happen to you, too. It's going to happen to all of us, too, because you're going to find out. Can you control your fear? Can you control your panic? Can you do the smart thing and and not, you know, just go nuts uh, and become a germaphobe? You know, it's all, it's all, it's going to test everybody because it's a real thing. I mean, on the other side of this, talking about, the, you know, after talking about the good news, you know, there's all this stuff happening in sports. Uh, March Madness is going to be played in virtually empty stadiums with just the families there. They have to go forward with March Madness if they're going to have it at all. But the NBA has suspended the season uh, uh, for a while, at least, uh, after one of their uh, players, um, Ruby Gobert, Rudy Gobert of the Jazz, uh, was tested positive for uh the coronavirus and they suspended the game they let all the players out they let all the audience out and now they're going to suspend the um the the season for the nba for a while at least the other thing about uh, gobert is a few days ago before he was diagnosed with the virus before they knew he had it and before he knew he had it uh, he was at a press conference that was being held in a uh, a different room to keep it away from anything that might have been exposed, and he, as a joke, went in and touched all the reporters' microphones and uh, uh, you know all their equipment, just kind of rubbing his hands over it as a as a gag, uh, joking about it. Uh, so Trump may give him the Medal of Freedom for that uh, <laughs> if he, he bums off enough reporters, but really that uh, that's just a joke because obviously that's uh, that's. A da- dangerous stuff. And we'll have to see what comes of that. But listen, you know, that's this is this is money. The NBA is suspending its season. The baseball season is coming up. They're already in spring training, I think. Uh, so they'll you know, the baseball season is coming up. The hockey season, I think, is going on. So if all those things fold, that's going to uh, cost a lot of money. The stock market is obviously they've suspended it again today because it was in free fall. Uh, there's there's trouble in the airline industry and in the energy industry, all these things uh, are ganging together for a genuine recession. We are genuinely now in recession mode, and we don't know how you know how strong the underlying economy is. The other thing that's true, of course, is that you don't want people to gather in crowds. This was another thing that Fauci has been saying, it's cut thirteen.
3: We would recommend. That there not be large crowds. If that means not having any people in the audience well, when the NBA mean, right. plays, so be it. But as a public health official, anything that has large crowds is something that would give uh, yeah. a risk to spread.
0: So. That, that is going to have a huge effect on the election, right? It's going to mean that Trump may not be able to hold those rallies that have been such a powerful force uh, for him to spread his message. It means it may be a good thing for Biden, because as I said yesterday, anytime they see Biden, anytime you look at Biden, anytime he's forced to actually confront reality, if when somebody points him in the direction of reality, uh, he makes a total fool of himself and he, you know, he he's got that word salad going on he's You're got a blind of, dog-faced <laughs> pony soldier <laughs> he's got some kind of condition where he no longer can talk uh, so that that could help him out you know i mean we're going to be talking about that in a minute but i mean that is something that could really be the next democratic debate is going to take place in an empty room That may not help him out because when you're in a one-on-one debate, I've always thought, I think all debates should be held in empty rooms. I think applause is the worst thing for a debate because just because you applaud something doesn't make it right. But anyway, this is going to have a big effect. This is going to be a big deal. It's already a big deal. Trump is adjusting. I can watch him. I can see him in front of me adjusting. The question is, is anybody else going to adjust along with him? All right. Our new deal is fading away, much like Joe Biden's... (laughs) memory. So don't forget. Don't you forget that you can still get 25% off all Daily Wire membership plans using coupon code never socialist. Yes, this is a real deal, so don't wait any longer as this deal ends Friday at midnight Pacific Time. Daily Wire members get an ad-free website experience, access to all our live broadcasts and show library, My Show, Ben Show, the full 3 hours of Ben Show, access to the Mailbag where all your problems are solved and now exclusive election insight op-eds from Ben Shapiro. Daily Wire members also get to ask us questions live like many of you saw in our Super Tuesday coverage on Backstage. Along with all of this, of course, you get the magnificent, the irreplaceable, the singular, the made out of black gold, leftist tears tumbler. It's not made out of black gold because I know, I know somebody will sue us and say, you said it was made out of black gold. It's not, but it's so great. It doesn't matter. It's as if it were gold. It's worth its weight in gold. And if you haven't already, download the Daily Wire app also worth more than its weight in gold because it's an app, it doesn't weigh anything, but you can get all our great content on the go. Again, that's 25% off on Daily Wire memberships for all plans using coupon code NEVERSOCIALIST. This deal is ending at midnight on Friday, so do not hesitate. Go to dailywire.com and subscribe. Speaking of personality and how it governs everything, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders is refusing to pull out of the race. I think of communism when I think of Bernie. (laughs) It's so, it is so Bernie. I mean, this is really a moment. It's a fascinating, this, if you love politics, this is a fascinating, fascinating moment. Bernie Sanders knows that he can now, he's, I'm not going to say it's impossible for him to win. But it's very, very, very difficult for him to win now. Right. The numbers he would have to win uh, more. Uh, all Biden needs is to win 50 percent of the delegates. They're heading into territories that will favor Biden just on paper. It's a very, very tough road to hoe. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. But I'm saying it's very, very difficult. It's, it's virtually impossible, as they say. It's very, very diff- difficult for Bernie to win. So he knows he knows that he can only hurt Joe Biden. That's all he can do. He can only make things worse for the presumptive nominee. So what's he going to do? Is he going to step down and bow his head and say, all my supporters go forth, all my supporters go forth and endorse uh, Joe Biden? No, he's not. He's going to try blackmail. So watch. This is what this is. This is extortion it's political extortion. It's it's in some ways smart politics, but it's not smart politics if what you want is to defeat Donald Trump. It's smart t- politics If what you want is to force the Democratic Party to go more socialist. So here's his argument. His argument is, yes, Biden is winning the, uh, the idea. He has the people have the idea that Biden is the, the electable one. But I have the policies that the people want. This is cut 16.
4: While our campaign has won the ideological debate, we are losing the debate over electability. I cannot tell you how many people our campaign has spoken to who have said, and I quote, I like what your campaign stands for. I agree with what your campaign stands for. But I'm going to vote for Joe Biden because I think Joe is the best candidate to defeat Donald Trump. end of quote. we have heard that statement all over this country. Needless to say, I strongly disagree with that assertion.
0: So that's not true because who cares how many people he meets who are going to be Bernie Sanders people who tell him that they want what he's selling? It does not sound like the Democrat Party wants what he's saying what he's what he's selling. What he's saying is they they voted for Biden because they think he's more electable and I don't agree with that he's saying but i have the policies that they want but i think he is living in a the same a delusion which he's been living in his whole life long again i said this yesterday but he was so powerful last time because hillary was such a bad candidate and Because the DNC made it clear that Hillary was going to be the candidate, no one else got into the race. So it was basically Hillary and Bernie all the way. So yes, Bernie had more enthusiasm last time, but it wasn't enthusiasm for his socialism. It was enthusiasm for not voting for Hillary Clinton. Same kind of enthusiasm that helped Donald Trump get into the White House. The thing is, once he started talking about Castro, once people saw who he was, they were like, eh, nah, I don't think we want to actually have Castro. Those Shea T-shirts look good on our teenagers, but we don't actually want to live with Shea. So then his next argument is, my voters are the future. This is cut 15.
4: Today I say to the Democratic establishment, in order to win in the future, you need to win the voters who represent the future of our country. And you must speak to the issues of concern to them. You cannot simply be satisfied by winning the votes of people who are older.
0: So that that assertion, in my opinion, is questionable, too, because we know that young voters don't show up and we also know they change. They also, uh, you know, change their minds over time. They learn more. They pay taxes, which is no fun. And they start to say like, "Mm, you know, I don't like that so much. I don't want to pay more taxes. And they think more and they know more, you know, and they have real lives. And so that changes too. Uh, you know, I mean, I was I gave a speech yesterday at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Wonderful, wonderful people there. Uh, the conservative kids are so good. But they were saying a lot of people are not really political at that age. So we don't really know where the f- future uh, is going. I assume that young people will continue to get somewhat more liberal in their cultural stances. But that doesn't mean they're going to actually be, be in favor of uh, socialism. A lot of them don't even know what uh, what it means. Finally, finally, he says. Nice, nice debate you got here. I'll look forward to seeing you in the debate on Sunday. This is Cut 17.
4: On Sunday, I very much look forward to the debate in Arizona with my friend Joe Biden. Donald Trump must be defeated, and I will do everything in my power to make that happen. On Sunday night, in the first one-on-one debate of this campaign, the American people will have the opportunity to see which candidate is best positioned to accomplish that goal.
0: Okay, that's a threat. Okay. This is this is just to put all this together. What Bernie is saying is the people want my policies, my voters are the future and we're about to go into the first one-on-one debate which is a big big difference i mean they should have been having these all along we're about to go into the first one-on-one debate and you know and i know that i can tear this guy apart he's a paper tiger he's got his brain is turned to mush i'm gonna rip him to pieces if if you don't give me a platform that i like if you don't shift the democrat platform to the left, if you don't sit down with me and say, okay, we're going to give you this, we're going to give you that, we're going to give you this socialist program and that socialist program, fee health care for everybody and free this and free that. If you don't do that, I'm going to be a problem for you. And he doesn't have to just do it at the debate. He can be a real problem if he doesn't encourage his radical voters to come into the party, because it's going to be a close election, I think, one way or the other. I mean, the, the results out of Michigan really did... We're a warning to Donald Trump because Michigan is a battleground state and a lot of people showed up, a lot more people than showed up in 2016, showing that Hillary Clinton's uh, unpopularity suppressed the vote. So he's basically they need him to bring his people to the table and they need him to get out of this before he exposes Joe Biden as the hologram. He is the hologram who's being protected by a corrupt and dishonest press. I mean, the media is not even covering, you know, his his brother now. Uh, James Biden is in trouble for corruption. Uh, he's uh, he's been accused his business with medical companies, including America Health, uh, have led to allegations that he potentially engaged in fraud and traded on his brother's name. This was from a report in Politico. CNN and MSNBC completely ignored the story. Uh, ABC, NBC and CBS skipped the story on their evening and morning newscasts, right? So they're covering up for him, but there's only so much they can do for the guy. Plus, plus all the old clips are going to come out. And I don't think, you know, They're not going to go after Trump is not going to go after him necessarily on his record because people don't care about the past. They care about the future. They care about what the guy is going to do. But he can go after him on his honesty and, and on whether he's corrupt or not and whether his family is corrupt or not, because he is dishonest and his family is corrupt. So he, like, here's a cut that's now making the rounds. Right, It's going on Twitter. This is uh, from the old days when, A, Biden was bald uh, before he magically grew hair, and B, he could speak a, an English sentence. This is various news Departments cut co- when they were still covering him, covering uh, just an outs- outright lie, cut six.
4: ...questions stem from taped remarks of, of Biden States. during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I
1: went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school, and 165 credits, only 123 credits.
2: Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named Outstanding Political Science Student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his
0: class, and won only one degree, not three.
3: Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this
1: whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him.
0: so character counts but personality is really what matters i mean really this is who biden is he's always been an empty suit he's always been an unprincipled guy he's always been a liar and that's going to come out and look look trump's personality is huge and problematic but he knows how to get the job done and if he does well through this crisis I don't know what Biden is going to have to bring to the table to win this election. All right. A final reflection. There is a show on television, which I will tell you right now, I have never seen, but it's called The Masked Singer. And on The Masked Singer, a singer in a mask, various singers in a mask compete against one another. And they're all celebrities hidden by these costumes. And then I guess they eliminate them. And they eliminated one of them yesterday. And then they reveal who the celebrity singer is. And it turned out to be former vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin, who was singing this.
4: Take your average American and ask her that. you
0: And everything. Baby got back. It was Baby Got Back. Uh, I just want to read you the lyrics to Baby Got Back. Who's, anybody know who the rapper is who does Baby Got Back? I don't... What is it? Sir Mix-a-Lot. And uh, here are the lyrics. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung, which means you get an erection. Want to pull up tough because you noticed that butt was stuffed deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh, baby, I want to get witcha and take your picture. My homeboys tried to warn me, but with that butt you got makes me so horny. Oh, rump, oh, smooth skin. <laughs> Our culture. Our culture is trash. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that is trash. To see Sarah Palin, who was once the hope of conservatism, who had a moment, one moment, when she stood up at a convention and gave one of the great speeches I've heard, to have her dancing around and singing that as she goes completely out of her mind is very, very dispiriting. I hate to leave you for the weekend on that note But I have to tell you that our culture is trash, (laughs) that 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 song is even on television is trash. It's just it's just garbage. And that the idea that that is music and that that's the way uh, people should be singing about one another is just an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. It is really, really embarrassing. But, you know, as they say, uh, (laughs) this is the way the world is. Things change. Nothing stays the same. This could get better. It could all get better. And I hope it begins to. I hope uh, the peak is, has really come to China. I hope it comes to here soon. But as for you, I'm now plunging you into the Clavenless weekend. So it doesn't really matter because your chances of survival are far, far less than with the, the Wu flu. However, if you make it through the Clavenless Weekend, I will be here again on Monday. Survivors, gather with me. I'll be back on the studio in LA. I hope you'll be there too. I'm Andrew Claven. This is The Andrew Claven Show. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, give us a five star review and also tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Matt Walsh Show, and The Michael Knowles Show. Thanks for listening. The Andrew Clavin Show is produced by Robert Sterling and directed by Mike Joyner. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Technical producer, Austin Stevens. And our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. Assistant Director, Pavel Wydowski. Edited by Adam Siavitz. Audio mixed by Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup is by Jessua Alvera. Animations are by Cynthia Angulo. Production assistants, McKenna Waters and Ryan Love. The Andrew Clavin Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020.